Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. And finally, the heroes that we have been waiting for, at least that I have been uh, waiting for. Finally? Yes, finally. After months of oppression by various government goons across the United States and around the world, uh, I have been bemoaning the lack of courageous business owners. Oh, right. I know where you're going with this. Business owners who are willing to actually stand up for their, what I believe is their right. Somebody with some balls. Yep, to do to do business, to take care of their customers. To Cajones. employ their employees. and get Testicular fortitude. Exactly, that sort of stuff. Finally, we got him. Now look, there was the guy with the, the 77-year-old barber in Michigan, and he made a stand, and that was awesome. There's no doubt yeah. about that. Dude deserves a lot there of credit. There was that one uh, restaurateur. There was a lady uh, salon owner Solano in Dallas. in Texas, yep. yep. Um, I don't know the restaurant. Oh, the restaurant tour in Maine. Yeah. There was one in Maine, and he stood up pretty good. Like he he pushed back when they he told him. He still followed all the like distancing and stuff. But he opened his. They're all doing. He that. opened his restaurant yeah. in defiance of the closed order. So. Yes. So there have been a handful here and there. There have yeah. been a handful, but these guys in Jersey, uh, the owners of the Atlas or Attilis. A-T-I-L-I-S. A little different spelling of, of Atlas, right? Like normally Atlas Shrugged. Mm, it's probably pronounced slightly differently, yeah. too, but, you know, whatever. Anyway, the owners of Attilus Gym in New Jersey have broken into their own gym. The original draft of the Declaration of Independence was uh, life, liberty, and property. Mm. Um, and they changed it to pursuit of happiness mm-hmm. in order to sort of show that you could do business and do what you want so long as... He didn't harm other people, yep. um, and that was that was the idea behind it. At this point, you don't have a right to pursuit of happiness. No. Now, admittedly, the Declaration of Independence is a rhetorical document meant to throw off the chains of an oppressive government far away, so that we can get an oppressive government here a couple hundred years later. Uh, but you know, I mean, Jefferson also believed that every generation needed its own revolution. So there you go. So this is it's time, and th- this is what needs to happen. Business owners need to actually man up and get out there and start doing business without asking for permission. But we're so, like you're saying, Mark, we're so far beyond the point where business owners are owned, lock, stock, and barrel by the state. They, they really are, and they know that no one's sad. going to come to save them. They know that their competition and that their customer base and that just nobody is going to be there for them. Well, that's not true. There were a crowd of people there supporting I, these folks, and there have been people supporting them all along. Actually, I had a, a story about masks, but I just want to mention I heard y'all talking about the heroes thing. And I had a doctor's appointment yesterday, and the lady that took my blood, all the phlebotomists were all wearing um, shirts that said, some heroes wear capes, some wear scrubs. And I just thought it was like, stupid but the whole i think the whole mask thing is ridiculous here's here's what i want to say about that though just to to interrupt you if you are calling yourself a hero something's wrong okay yeah that's not that's not a title you get to bestow upon yourself 
You don't go around wearing a shirt that says you're a hero. That's the most one of the most ridiculous I'm things. I'm a hero. Yeah. Right. I, as a firefighter, yeah, as a firefighter, I can tell you that uh, you know a lot of the people are out there pushing this nine uh, eleven. Uh, you know, the firefighters were heroes. Things mm-hmm. are the firefighters. Why? Because once you raise some firefighters, you raise all firefighters as heroes. And I'm just like, you know, I'm not com- I'm not comfortable calling myself a hero. A hero and, does things not to expect to be called a hero. A hero. Right. Does the right thing under circumstances that are just you know dangerous or threatening or whatever, and they prevail and they continue, and then maybe somebody down the line looks back and says that was pretty heroic what that guy did. Right. But it's always somebody else that makes that call. I had another um, interaction with a professional. Uh, I'm okay. looking at hiring some people to do a thing, uh, and a professional had to come over to my house to discuss the thing. Mm. And the professional was wearing a mask, of course, and some gloves and that yep. kind of a thing. They're being cautious and, because and, they don't know what you want. Well, right? and also, like, I'm pretty sure their job requires them to do these things, right? Okay, so they're so, an employee. Yeah, okay. yeah. So so guy comes to the house to talk about the thing, and, and the first thing I go is, hey, look, man, I don't care about the masks or anything like that. Yep. He's like, oh, God, thanks. Relief. I'm like, I'm like you can relief. just relax, dude. Yep. He's like, oh, God, thank you. Again, this is like the, I don't know, right. fourth or fifth time that I've done something along these lines. Right, yeah, you had, had a similar story had before. to interact with, you know, somebody of a professional nature, and they're all, you know, tightened up and everything because yep. they don't want to be that guy. They don't want to have somebody call and be like, you know, your employee let his face mask right. slip down for a microsecond but beyond get his nose <laughs> right. you know, or whatever, right? And so, I mean, the look of relief on his face oh, was just telling, man. You know, and he was just like, oh, thank you. Right? I think like, that's one of the best things you can do for somebody right now is I to just to. relieve them of this ridiculous duty uh, that has been uh, posed upon them. <laughs> duty. Well, <laughs> at the very least, uh, I think people sort of have to share their comfort level mm-hmm. relatively quickly in the conversation. That's what if, I'm saying. If First you're thing. Not, but if you're not comfortable, though, I mean, at the very least, tell somebody. I mean, I'm happy to know. I just want to know. Mm-hmm. Are we both holding up a charade at this point? Right. Yeah. The gym owner's stories become a symbol of the American business owner's frustration with government goons blocking their livelihoods during the pandemic. Some, like these guys, have been arrested or fined for attempting to reopen despite shutdowns in their respective jurisdictions. They, in fact, were arrested on Monday after they defied a court order allowing the government gang to shut down their businesses. So it was, again, called a contempt of court, and that is a a power that judges have within the Western court system that is completely unregulated. Uh, Judges can basically do whatever they want to do with contempt of court. If they issue an order telling you to, you know, jump on one leg and you don't jump on one leg, then they, uh, that is contempt of court and you can be arrested and thrown in jail forever for that. And I'm I'm serious. Uh, They can, there's no length of time that is a limit on contempt of court sentences. In most places, if they hit you with more than 180 days, they only have to justify it to a panel of their buddies, uh, other judges. Right. That's it. So you'll typically see contempt charges not go beyond six uh, six right. months, but it's, they can. It's interesting that there is simply no check. Nothing. For this particular sort of uh, evolved rule that surrounds judges. The deaths that have occurred in the United States that are, um, you know, the highest in the last three years, those deaths in that five-week period, you could take the deaths that happened and say, I don't know, the nursing homes in uh, you know that tri-state region that they're talking about, mm-hmm. and that would be those deaths. Like, those deaths are caused by the government and their rules. And 
to for them to come after people who are willingly engaging. If you walk into a gym right now, you know what you're doing. There are very few people that have wandered out of the great Alaskan wildlife natural mm-hmm. res- uh, resource huge. area yeah. and into a gym and like, what? COVID? What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. They all know. We all know what this is. And you're making a decision. Admittedly, you'll be potentially spreading it uh, hither and nigh. I don't know what the case, is, case may be. But these super spreaders, the super spreaders are the governors. Mm. With their policies, you mean? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So kudos to these guys, man. I- I'm so impressed by this. This is exactly what it takes. This is what we need more of. This is yeah. what business owners need to do. Hopefully... It- any business owners that are listening to us tonight can take this as an example and you know perhaps use it uh, to also do something similar with their businesses because more of this does need to happen. You know the government has gone too far when business owners not only get arrested for just trying to operate their business yep. as normal, but then also when they get out, have to bust into their own place of business. But that's just it, Captain. This would happen a year ago if similar circumstances had, pre- had uh, presented themselves. If a business owner was unlicensed, for instance, mm-hmm. and they just, matter, like they just... Occupational license or whatever. They yeah. just were like, I don't need a license. Right, I don't need right. to ask permission. I'm to, free. Right. Uh, to, uh, to, to you know give customers service of whatever purpose right. you know the, uh, the business is. I don't need to ask some bureaucrat, some stranger, uh, to tell me what to do. I'm just going to go ahead and open my business. Well, at some point... The government will be alerted. Some competitor or some snitch uh, will call the government goons. They'll show up and they'll say, hey, you're supposed to have a piece of paper. You don't have a piece of paper. You can go down to City Hall and get this piece of paper and then we'll leave you alone. But if you don't get that piece of paper, we're going to hurt you. I'd look at him and be like, why didn't you bring the piece of paper with you? <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh, a level of service you can't expect from these people. But uh, And then if you continue to ignore their warnings, they would at some Sooner point or later. show up. And plywood over your door or change the locks. One of the most popular ideas amongst uh, freedom-minded people is to sort of overload the system so that the system falls apart and can't work, right? So if everybody just accepts jury duty and goes in and, you know, says, "Uh, no, not guilty, no matter what, as long as it's a victimless crime, you know, we can do that. Or uh, things like... I was thinking of opening up a website. Right, so I was going to go to Weebly. So I think there's value. I'm sorry, but I think there's value in overloading the system. Right, if everybody starts mailing and faxing and calling these people every day, every night, every hour, people right, got better you're things to do. The system. So it's, it's, there's some value there. Look, okay, check out downsizedc.org, Bob, to see an example of somebody else who's already done what you're talking about doing. They've got a great little system that they have Not in anymore. place. It's going. It's going away. They just sent out an email well, last uh, week. I've yet to see that. I've seen some similarities where they would, for example, SEIU put out there was the the Washington D.C. Uh, telephone numbers, and they put it out for everybody to basically. They're just going to throw it all it away. They're going to get your mail, list. and they're going to throw it in the circular file, and it's not going to make any difference whatsoever. That's, SEIU didn't do what I did. Not even I'm just telling you what's going to happen. I, I wish you the best, and I hope it works out for you, Bob, but I, uh, I'm not optimistic on this one. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So, I produce the Daily Digest. 
I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. I once did have a problem with tax authorities, and um, I called my U.S. senator, who's a very kind person and a good friend of mine, and he said, don't worry about that. We'll take care of that. So um, I, I never heard and from they him did? Again. What a I load. Did. Like, you just called yeah, up your I, senator and, yes, yes, and what was your problem? problem? What was your problem well, exactly? The problem was that I owed, that I owed more tax money than I, than I had available to, with which to pay. So mm-hmm. um, he took care of that. Now, of course, How did he take care of it? it. He, he, he uh, well, uh, he, he told me, that he wrote me a letter, and then he, he must have called him up or something, because mm-hmm. they never bothered me again. Okay, so, so they you just owed... forgave a debt. So they... hold on, are we talking about the IRS here? Yes, the IRS, that's Okay, right. so you, the IRS thought you owed them some money, and yes. you say you called up some senator cat and told him that you wanted help, and he just made it yes. all go away. No, I still owe the money, but he, he, they never bothered me again. Okay. I mean, I still get the bill once a year. I get a bill from them, you know, saying how much I still owe them. Oh, so they are bothering you with once a year. They're well, sending not, you a bill. No, 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 no. They never, they never made any collection attempts ever again. So they're not putting a lien on. They just, uh, they keep on sending you a bill for that you that you can't pay. It's just a reminder how much I owe. That's all. This week mm-hmm. in Washington, the Washington bureaucrats and the politicians had uh, some of the largest corporations in America and the world trot before them to explain their very existence. The pe- Facebook or something? Yeah, like? Facebook okay. and Google and these sorts of th- uh, folks. And these people who actually run a monopoly, Washington, D.C., the seat of power they would propose for the entire world, mm-hmm. had these corporations, which you can compete against, probably not very easily, and admittedly, these these. They have a lot of power, but you give most of it to them. Uh, these corporations come to them and grovel before them so that they can continue to do whatever business it is that they do. These people will never explain to you how it is that they deserve monopoly power. And that's what they you mean have. the government people? Yeah, the right. government people yeah. will never explain to you how they deserve monopoly power because they sent, they spent a lot of money putting you through 13 years of their Mm -hmm. school and everybody else through 13 years of their school so that you would believe, you know, out of hand, without an explanation, that their monopoly is necessary, that every other monopoly is unacceptable, but their monopoly is mandatory. They can do it right. Without it, Western civilization will crumble. This was about Trump and this guy, Jeffrey Epstein, who he knew for 15 years and, pre- and they're trying to pretend like he didn't know anything about this guy and all this child molesting that was going on. Huh? Yeah, well, uh, 15 years, they were neighbors, they apparently. In the same area. Yeah, yeah, they were neighbors. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I've heard conflicting stuff on this. Facts one way and facts the other. But, I mean, nobody tries to distance Bill Clinton from... Uh, they can't. He's on the, re- the call I mean, log he's, or whatever. Like, like two dozen trips on the uh, on Epstein's 747. I mean, I Clinton think that... Said it wasn't him. What's that? He never. He said he never took any trip like that. Well, he's lying. Really? <laughs> I can't oh, believe he tried to make Trump, that claim. Is, is Trump telling the truth? 
Oh, she Trump. didn't know anything no, about Trump's all these a liar too, dude. Happened. Well, I don't know whether Trump uh, knew anything about anything. I don't know the answer to that. Well, they're saying that he but did. But I'll tell you this. I think the, uh, that Epstein was a honeypot in order to catch as many politicians as possible in order to make them do the things that somebody somewhere wanted them to do. Did you see any of these uh, new revelations that have come out over the last several days with the, uh, the court documents that have been released now in the, uh, regarding Virginia Roberts, Gaffray, or however you pronounce her last name and her, some of her allegations? She does talk about seeing Bill Clinton uh, at the island. I'm going to say I'm against uh, forced circumcision. I don't think that uh, parents own their children. I think that children are individuals who should be free to make uh, as many decisions as they are willing to make for themselves. Uh, I would agree with Ian Stanton. I would say that if uh, somebody does want to be circumcised, uh, they should be the ones to decide that, not their parents. Also, uh, it is, in my opinion, a form of religious child abuse. Mm. You are literally mutilating uh, a baby. Uh, you yeah. are literally mutilating, mutilating a the genitals baby, the of genitals the baby. of a baby, which is you know all, says all sorts of weird yeah. things about your religion uh, if you support that. Some of so. them, it's not even religious; it's just programming. They've right, just Protestants been... in America, they're circumcising their kids, aren't doing it for religious reasons. Right. They're doing it for social reasons by uh, you know the two guys Graham and Kellogg's from Graham Crackers and Kellogg's Corn Flakes, who were very religious guys. They were, to... but I mean, they, what their whole goal was, they'll, it was stated. Mm-hmm. Their whole stated goal was is to prevent masturbation how did that work out it didn't <laughs> gonna say no it did not. <laughs> you're gonna say that didn't work out yeah um i'm the only one here with a child and my uh son we did, would not uh, have done anything to keep him from being intact i would say that although it is a violation of a kid's rights it is not the worst that parents might do and probably will do you know i haven't studied the subject but perhaps there might have been something to the thought that it would be cleaner to not have the foreskin, right? Uh, because that's commonly what people will defend it with. They're like, oh, well, because you can get infections easier and all that kind of stuff. Try washing. Perhaps there was some kernel of truth to that at some point mm-hmm. in, you know, the before hit, soap. Well, well before, you know, the Stone Age or something. Before I don't know. running yeah. water. Right. You know. <laughs> But that time has long since yeah, passed, right? right. If, and that's what this... If that this, were ever true. And this is that dated of a procedure, right? Like, this goes back for centuries. It does, yeah. Like, prehistory, I believe. I'm sure there's still some hobos uh, rolling into the emergency room with uh, some issues here and there. Because yeah, um, they don't clean themselves. Yeah, I think that's it. it's good for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would agree. But... Oh, I'm, all I'm saying is is that I don't think it should be compared to female genital mutilation. Why shouldn't and it? Because it's not the same thing. Well, that's how you compare things and determine right. whether that you – so, of course, you have to compare. You'd be like, oh, yeah, this is way worse. Yeah, a little different tonight. I wanted to go into this pedophilia frenzy we've got going on. My biggest concern is the per- persecution of innocent people. And I'd like to make three major points here. One is the definition of pedophilia – to the legal age of a consent in the Virgin Islands and three underaged prostitutes. So the definition of pedophilia, if people want to actually look it up, it doesn't mean somebody under 18. Pedophilia means an attraction to prepubescent females or children, children of the opposite children, sex. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be so, the opposite sex. It's any I children. guess it doesn't. Yeah. Prepubescent yeah. children. So that that's right. 
that's a pretty clear definition, and it's been that that same definition has existed for over a hundred years. And there's so, no evidence and, that and that, that didn't is... even used to be a word for attraction to people who were post-pubescent because you didn't need one. They were getting married at those ages. Jeffrey Correct. Epstein and was not being alleged to have been a pedophile. There's no allegations that he was ever with children. He was always with teenage girls, it appears. Right. So people are throwing this pedophile thing around, and the thing that concerns me is they will label anybody a pedophile at the drop of a hat, Mm -hmm. and they will then go out and dox that person or even uh, beat them, possibly Mm -hmm. kill them. I know that there's a lot of guys my age who came back from Vietnam and had a lot of fun with those underage prostitutes, so I don't want to hear any Vietnam vet come on this show and say, oh, pedophilia this and pedophilia Kill that. Kill those because guys. Somebody said, yeah. yeah, because <laughs> there was so much of that going on in Vietnam, it's pathetic. Hmm. And I think in every war situation, every wartime situation, you probably see that exact same scenario. So I'm right. not picking on just Vietnam vets. I think it happens in every war. But the point I'm getting at is most of us, are. we don't have to go back too many generations before our grandmother or great-grandmother or great-great-grandmother was married at the age of 14. It didn't happen that long ago. Mm-hmm. So I remember watching the, the Virgin kid, the Mary. Movie, the movie, well, she was uh, 14, I believe. I've heard it's 12. Yeah, um, but she was a virgin. Right. The <laughs> I, 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 I watched Coal Miner's Daughter when I was uh, young, and Loretta Lynn wasn't yeah. an old woman when I was a kid. And yes. I think she was 14 in that movie, if I remember correctly. And her husband was like 20, 21, 22, I don't know, maybe 25. I don't know what he was. Whatever it was, it, that wasn't the issue. Uh, and with Marie Presley. Elvis yeah. Presley married Marie Presley at, when she was 16, I believe, and probably was dating her when she was 15. I was calling about your Jeffrey Epstein conversation just now. Yeah. Um, wanted to bring up the women who have come forward to talk about, you know, who are pursuing or prosecuting him or putting cases forward. They're not teenage prostitutes. These were young girls who were recruited by Ghislaine Maxwell or him they were high school girls, or they're not teenage, quote, prostitutes. By definition, um, if you are a teenage girl and you get mm-hmm. paid to have sex, you're a prostitute. Some of them were not paid. Really? But uh, it, My understanding is no, they absolutely I, were I, paid. I think you're splitting hairs by definition, because when you're calling them prostitutes... All right. I, I'll retract the term. I mean, but uh, if you, whatever. I won't. They absolutely were paid. I don't need the to live or die on that particular the hill, story but clearly about, it's important hold to her. On. The story about how they got recruited was Jelaine and her agents, because she had a couple of younger ladies that she had go and do this work, uh, they would go to like shopping malls in Florida, south, uh, where is it, West Palm Beach or something mm-hmm. where, where he lived. They'd go to the shopping malls. They'd find girls working at crappy, you know, mall jobs, and they'd say, hey, we got a guy that wants to get a massage. He'll pay you $200 or $300 or whatever it was, a few hundred bucks. Uh, all you got to do is come over to his house. We'll send a car to pick you up. We'll send a taxi to pick you up. You don't have to pay to get there, and uh, you'll make a quick 200 bucks, and you'll be out, and boom, done. I'm going to try to keep this as clinical as possible, um, but I, I took objection to what Mark said about um, uh, circumcision by saying that um, it was different for 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 girls and boys uh, because uh, uh, later on in adult uh, in adulthood it affects the ability to orgasm and I, I would say that that's not really 
uh, one a thing. I think that there there's multiple different kinds of orgasms. Um, so we'll we'll leave that aside. But I think that what where you need to draw the line is cutting the genitals of children. And so I think that the, the so ear piercing other argument. Yeah, the ear piercing arguments gets away with it. You should say that. So the, the the I would think it would not be a controversial stance to say we shouldn't cut the genitals of children. I like that stance, and I'm for it. And that's, that's why I am. Am I the only one in this conversation still with a child? Uh, well, yes, you are. Okay, um, I am still I, the I, only one in I, this conversation with a male child, and still the only one that has not circumcised them. So, yes, I, so well, and also, you're, you're, you, there is no one in this conversation that has a daughter. So, that, um, I would say that um, if we're going to play that game, um, it will get poor. It will go poorly. Um, but I think that I think we can all agree to say you should not operate well, on the genitals of children. I agree. Like with that's, that. That, yeah. that should be an well, uncontroversial statement. I, I don't disagree with your statement. I will, however, say that I think that um, you are aware, since we're being clinical here, uh, that, you know, that there is no difference between male and female in embryos that are of a sufficiently young age. Right. Uh, that is true. Everyone starts out um, with female genitalia. Yo. I wanted to give you an update from the road. I'm out here uh, after leaving Keene. Um, I had headed on down to D. Got a little uh, down to sunrise DC. smoke session out in front of the White House. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I'll post the video online for you guys. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to give you kind of an update. I mean, the mask situation is surreal. Um, there has not been a place that I've gone that the public wasn't completely masked. Uh, I did my best, but, you know, pretty much any building I walked into, I was immediately told uh, that I needed to have the mask on. So um, it's becoming a pandemic of its own. So you weren't able to use any kind of excuse to uh, to avoid the masking? You know, one place I did try that and they just kind of ignored it. They just you know, said whatever, whatever. Um, but for the most part, I, I just throw it on because it's a political message on the side of the mask as well. It says uh, this mask is as useless as your government. So <laughs> nice. if they ask me to wear it, it get, at least gives me the ability to throw that mask on. I do like that. Mark, you had a story tonight that comes back to finance. We've we've talked about the disaster of the federal government uh, printing money and, you know, inflating the money supply and what that's going to likely mean into the future. We're seeing gold at record highs yep. over the last week. Bitcoin sitting at over 11,000, almost, I think it scraped 12,000 today, earlier. Yep. I don't know where it is right now, but it's been uh, it's been interesting to watch it. Yeah, it's still close. It's 11,800 right now as we're speaking. But uh, what about Americans? How are they feeling these days? Yeah, I think one of the reasons that uh, our government is irresponsible with our money is you said irresponsible? Irresponsible, okay. yeah. Is irresponsible with its its money is because we are irresponsible with our money. Yeah, so that's manifesting into uh, reality. <laughs> Who are they but us? Mm. Uh, a new survey finds that Americans regret their lack of emergency funds There's, uh, to withstand the economic crisis caused by the pandemic. The bank rate survey found that 23% of Americans uh, rate that as their biggest regret, followed by closely by not having enough retirement savings, which is basically the same thing. Having too much debt came in at number three, also basically the same thing. Mm. When it comes to getting finances in order while moving forward, the top financial priority was paying down debt followed by saving more for emergencies and a large number of people who didn't know what their top financial priority even should be. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live.
You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.